listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. 37 episodes. We are rolling along. Uh, unfortunately, we are not joined by Noah today. He had some prior engagements he had to tend to, but I am your host, Tyler Bard, joined today by Dylan down in the bottom there and Justin from the Nerds of Wrestling Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and the What's Up Wrestler podcast justin first and foremost how are you welcome on hey i'm doing very good thank you uh, so much for having me on man yeah i know you're doing big things over there on the nerds of wrestling i remember being there when you had 10 people and now how many people are on that facebook page uh close to like 6200 yeah it is absolutely great i remember when we were on that push that yeah. push to just grow the page and like in a month's time we were at a thousand and we yes. it was growing fast and dylan of course welcome back good to see you how you doing buddy i'm good glad to be back yes absolutely well we love having you guys on it's a lot of fun to do these cross promotional uh episodes where we have a bunch of different people on here sharing their opinions about dynamite we do want to remind everyone though we are streaming live on facebook youtube on the bard and cross entertainment page and twitch on my personal channel the tbard 5195 channel you can find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast Please remember, though, that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With go. that, it was another amazing episode of Dynamite. There were a few little duds, uh, but I think overall this night went pretty solid. We had Hangman Page versus Ricky Starks to start the night, and uh, I, I, it feels like they are starting off on a new uh, direction with Hangman Page starting the night every single week. <laughs> it's like, Hangman, you get out there, you start the show, and you got the rest of the night off. Good luck. Um, that just seems to be the route they're going, and uh, we have a chance for it to happen again next week. So we'll see if they keep with that theme, but it keeps on happening so far. So let's get started. The absolute Ricky Starks made his way to the ring, accompanied by Taz's son, Hook, for his first, uh, very first showdown with Hangman Adam Page. And they had a uh, spread, by the way, going into this match that showed just how impressive both of these wrestlers have been in singles action. I did not realize just how good of a record Ricky Starks had in singles action. 10 in, uh, what does it say? In 10 straight singles win, 10 and 1 in the last 11 overall matches for Ricky Starks. And Hangman has 8 straight singles win and a 12-match win streak. These two have been on an absolute tear. I didn't realize, we make fun of Ricky Starks a lot. And I did <laughs> not realize that he is doing nearly as good as he is doing. Uh, so, you know what? I take I take it back a little bit. He's been doing all right. Uh, Page entered the match on a 12-win streak, like we said, while St uh, Starks rode an eight-match win streak into the event, meaning something would have to give in the opening contest of this week's broadcast. Page gained the early upper hand, delivering a springboard clothesline that knocks Starks from the apron to the floor. Uh, you know, the apron's the hardest part of the ring, guys, just in case you didn't know that. That's the oh. hardest part of the ring. It hurts a lot. <laughs> uh, where Page followed with a tope. Page shook off a stare down with Hook and delivered a uh, pump handle half Nelson fallaway slam for two. Starks fought his way back into the match, wearing Page down. An awkward landing, though, allowed Hangman to recover and deliver a brain buster for another close two count. Starks nursed his left ankle injury, struggling to, uh, struggling to hoist Page up for a powerbomb, but absolutely managed to muscle him down for another near fall. Uh, that's a constant theme of this match. There were a lot of pinning attempts. Hangman uh, met Absolute up top, rocking him with a right hand and delivering an avalanche fallaway slam from the top rope. He added a lariat, but Stark still managed to kick out at two. 
Paige tried for the buckshot lariat, but Starks ducked it and delivered a spear who, if you've seen Kyle on this show before, Kyle says it's the best spear in wrestling right now. We'll have to address that in a moment. Uh, an alert page recovered, however, took over and tapped Starks out by grabbing the ankle and delivering a cross face. After the match, however, Taz cut a promo warning page to watch his back. Hook attacked with a chop block and Team Taz entered for a beatdown. But the Dark Order would make the save standing tall with his fr- with their friend to close out the segment. Uh, not a bad way to start Dynamite. I think if this is going to be the theme that it's just going to be uh, Hangman taking all uh, <laughs> opponents at the top of the uh, night instead of tags to start the match. I mean, I guess that's fine. Um, I just thought this was a fairly well-paced match. Um, I don't like the one where there's a billion pinfall attempts, though. Right. I'm not a fan to see a billion covers and kickouts. It, uh, it becomes less believable, in my opinion. But Dylan, what do you think of this first match? I like the first match. I think... As you said, Ricky Starks underrated in the win column. I didn't realize yeah. he had that many wins going into tonight. And I was I looking that's forward why they've carded yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, I look forward to this match before it started. You know, announced last week. I'm like, it's got potential. I liked it. Yeah. Good. What about you, Justin? Same thing as you guys said. Ricky Starks, very underrated. Uh, he came to AEW. Uh, a lot of people thought he was a joke. Uh, well, you know, and I also remember Ricky Starks from um, NWA. But, uh, yeah, he's doing his thing, and the the singles match was very good. And I, I feel like I feel like with the way they're going with uh, Hangman Page, they're gonna continue to have him, you know, just do the opening matches and see see how far that could go. That's that's what it feels like because they did announce again he has a match next week once again against Team Taz going up against Brian Cage. Uh, we'll see how this match plays out, but we'll leave that for a little bit later when we talk about the preview for next week. Uh, so overall, it seems we are in agreement. This was a pretty decent way to start the night, uh, and it would lead into another match that some people were probably pretty excited for. We had Trent versus Penta. Um, I didn't know how to feel about this right off the bat, so let's just get into it, and we'll talk about it on the other side. The best friends Trent battled Death Triangles, Penta L Zero, Miedo in the night's next bout. Trent, riding a wave of momentum after his return three weeks ago, wiped his masked foe out at ringside with a tope con hilo. Penta, rocking a uh, sweet Batman-inspired mask, seized control, entering the picture-in-picture commercial break. He talked trash to Orange Cassidy, who was there supporting his friend, and bragged alongside his buddy Alex. I always have trouble saying his last name. Is it Abrahantes? Alex Abrahantes. Abrahantes. There you go. I I feel like the announce team doesn't even say it the same way every time, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with getting away with it. (laughs) Back from the timeout, however, Trent rocked Penta with a running knee strike, scoring a count of two off uh, off of the burst of offense. Penta shook it off and delivered a pump handle driver from uh, Furtu, despite dumping Trent on his head. Nasty fall, by the way. The best friend answered with an apron pile driver. It's the hardest part of the ring. And then added a spear onto the floor. Abrahantes grabbed a microphone and said Trent's best uh, Trent's friends suck. And so does his mother. I was like, wow, that that was unnecessary. Wow. That's just rude. You can't talk about Trent's mom like that. She drives a really cool van. How dare you? (laughs) So he, call, he says his mother sucks. So, of course, Trent chased him. And after a failed interference from Cassidy, he ran right into a shot to the face from the microphone from Alex. Uh, this led to a package pile driver from uh, Penta that put Trent away, earning Penta the victory. Um, it's two guys who are very good. 
And we both, we all know, we've seen them in the ring do incredible matches, especially Penta. Nothing against Trent, but Penta, I think, is top, one of the top five wrestlers in AEW right now. I in just, the world. In yeah, the world. honestly, anywhere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all seen him live, too, when he came to Northeast Wrestling. So we've seen him, what he can do. Uh, yeah. And he is an incredible wrestler. This match just felt kind of uh, hokey. It was just uh, a spot match with interference, and they're making it. I almost feel like they're making Penta weak with the way that they're letting him win these matches. Like he needs interference to win a match. Um, Justin, could you shed some light on that? Yeah, he doesn't need. It. He does not need interference to win. Uh, maybe just the way the match was going. Uh, they didn't see him. Re- I, well, I don't know. I mean, okay, so. Dylan, you go first. I got some. I got some I say. <laughs> you put me on the spot there. <laughs> you were expecting to be second, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> All right, Dylan, take it away. Right. Uh, for looking weak, I mean, if we're going to make that argument, do you think Kenny Omega looks weak? Obviously, he's the world champ. I mean, that's true. That's a character. Uh, but he's the I don't world think champ. He's going to have cronies either. and stuff. Yeah, I, don't I get know. it. I get it. The, the, my complaint with Penta right now is that Penta's in Death Triangle, and every week that either <laughs> of those trios appear, they're not together. Right. I don't know what's going on with it. And Penta seems very heel-like right now. Ray and Pac seem really face-like right now, and I'm not really sure what they're doing. Yeah, so. it is a little bizarre because uh, last week we unfortunately missed an episode of uh, CWE, and there was the moment where um ray was unmasked by the bucks so they're definitely more of a face than the bucks are uh so <laughs> i don't i don't know one's super heel one's like jericho yeah. level of like is he a heel is he not a heel uh, what is he he's just neutral maybe um so i see i see what you're saying there what are you thinking justin i mean dylan said i mean if the way they're going with penta to be a heel then he that's the way they're gonna put. That's the way they're gonna have him go over in a match. You know, by needing needing to cheat to win. Right. That microphone shot. Oh, mm. it was not clean either. It was like, right. Ooh, yeah. It was, I was like, oh, that didn't hit great. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, no, don't let him. But, oh, he lost. <laughs> but, but oh no, no, no. Oh, that's it. But but I feel like, but I feel like that's the the direction they're going. Maybe that would just say. Uh, a one-time try like hey let's try this see if this works see right. this goes over no one's gonna boo him everyone no, loves okay. him so no. i mean whatever they do with him is is gonna be fine it's not like the bucks where the bucks have to be perfect or everyone's going boo yeah it's the show ponies like they have right. to literally be perfect for people to actually like them exactly. uh same with kenny they're, they're they don't get that moxley treatment moxley could literally like light someone on fire and go to prison and they'd be like what he didn't do it yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. fine free my man um, but this Penta seems <laughs> to have a similar Moxley. treatment. <laughs> Hashtag free Moxley. Oh man. I, I, you know what? That would be nice if Mox was around. Cause then he could potentially somehow get involved in this kind of mess up would choose sides here. Jim Ross had a sit down interview with the pinnacle, which, um, I thought was going to get a little more toxic than it did. And it was shocking that Wardlow was the one who actually had the best part of this entire moment. Uh, I, I didn't know this man could talk. So it was surprising to see him have a good moment. Uh, JR would interview the Pinnacle. He sat down ahead of Blood and Guts, which is coming to us on May 5th. 
Uh, Wardlow credited Jericho for cutting one of the best promos of his career last week until he mentioned his name. The second he mentioned his name, he started stuttering and stammered at his lines because he knew uttering Wardlow's name was a mistake. That line was awesome. Uh, it literally called out exactly probably the only flub that was in Jericho's amazing promo two weeks ago. Uh, so well done, Wardlow, for calling out one of Jericho's mistakes. I think even Jericho will probably give him a pat on the back for that one. That was very well done. Uh, MJF would follow, however, saying that Jericho surrounds himself with B's so he can look like an A. And then he wrestles A's so he doesn't look like a B. He denounced the idea that he's great for 25, exclaiming that he's great, period. He said he's coming for Jericho's spot at Blood and Guts, and with his family, he's going to take it. Uh, very straightforward message from MJF and the Pinnacle. They are uh, no longer messing around and hiding in locker rooms. They are sick of the way that the inner circle is talking about them. Uh, I guess we can make early predictions. We're going to do predictions on another episode. But when we finally get to see these guys go head to head at blood and guts, even though this is for the parlay, who's who's going to come out on top here? It's a war of the words right now. Uh, but are, are you convinced by the pinnacle, Dylan? Man, this is such a toss up. I feel like the inner circle doesn't need the win. So that's where like, I feel like the pinnacle can grow from this and MJF yeah. can keep that. I could be world champion. Okay. Um, the same point inner circle is a well-oiled machine and they easily could win. I thought they were going to win last year's when this was supposed to happen. And we saw the stadium match where they didn't win. So I, it's a toss up. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? I think you just said inner circle. They don't need it. They don't need the win. Uh, if they're really, Trying to push uh, MJF and the Pinnacle, they you got to put them over. Uh, my my prediction is the Pinnacle. Yeah, you know, I I think you guys are on the right track there. That they're trying to build this new faction, and that MJF really right now kind of feels like AEW's guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> where they, it's behind Darby, like Darby is the guy. But I would say that MJF is the one they're really really building right now to be the face and potentially be the one who uh, gets that strap over his shoulder eventually, uh, which would be awesome. By the way, I can only imagine MJF versus Kenny. Ooh, I need that. I need Ooh. that match in my life. <laughs> imagine that pop. Imagine that pop. Uh, um, MJF is going to get when he wins oh. that title. Oh man, because you're gonna get the haters. You're gonna get the haters, of course. Yeah. He has he I think he has as many fans as he has haters. Oh, I yeah. think it is, it is pretty even uh the the way it goes for him. His Facebook feed is my favorite thing in the world. Oh because yeah. it's either people who are just like, Oh, you're the best, or like, Oh, you fucking suck. <laughs> so there's literally no in between where someone's like, Oh, he's okay. That's you have yeah, there is no in either side. So when he's a face, everyone's going to love him. When he's a heel, everyone's going to love him. I hope he's never a face personally because oh heel MJF oh, is great. He literally goes to high five children and pulls his hand away. It's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Every time a child wants a signature, he closes his stand. It's incredible. This guy is the best working heel in the last however many years. Uh, he don't care. It, 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 that's that's a conversation for another that's podcast. Debate, yeah, debatable. That could he be is, a debate. Yeah, he is definitely one of the best. I just realized I never changed the thing. Oops, there we go. Jr. in the <laughs> pinnacle. Uh, but yeah, MJF is just one of the best things on TV right now, and I think he's right. He's not one of the best for twenty five. He's just one of the best. Uh, and I think I'm with you guys. I got to take the pinnacle. But moving on along, we had what I think I am going to call 
match of the <clears throat> night. We had Hikaru Shida versus Ty Conti for the AEW Women's Championship belt. Tay Conti has spent the last two months developing into the hottest athlete in AEW's women's roster, earning herself a championship opportunity against Hikaru Shida on Wednesday night, the match between mutually respected competitors. And they are friends. If you guys didn't know that, anyone not uh, anyone who is watching who may not know much about these two, they are friends. They have helped each other many times in the past when they were being attacked. So uh, it was definitely one uh, where it was two friends fighting. There was a lot of respect there. The match between mutually respected competitors saw Shida overwhelm and out-wrestle her opponent early and often heading into the commercial break. Conti exploded, however, with a burst of offense, dropping the champion high on her shoulders with a suplex. A pair of corner boots stunned the champion, and a kick across the midsection had the challenger rolling. With Shida draped across the top rope, Conti delivered a senton, driving her into the mat. Sheeta fought out of the hammerlock DDT and delivered a jumping knee strike. The champ added a falcon arrow, af, uh, an, a falcon arrow rather, for a two count as the challenger showed considerable resilience. On the ropes, however, Sheeta delivered the witch's shot, dropping Conti out of a fireman's carry across the top. Conti recovered, however, stunning Sheeta with a knee strike and, an, and then applied the Tay KO. I actually thought this might be it. She tried for the DD Tay, but Sheeta countered into a pinfall attempt for two. Sheeta followed with a fireman's carry into a backbreaker and then delivered a knee to the face for the win. After the bell, Dr. Britt Baker appeared on the stage, revealing that she is now the undisputed number one ranked women in the division. Um, I don't understand how Britt Baker is overrated, personally, in my oh, opinion. Oh, no, no, uh, no. I want to take over. I got to take over You watch your mouth Noah. right there. She's not overrated. <laughs> Britt Baker is amazing, so watch it. I'll take I, I, over for Noah here. As we can see, number one rated, the best women's wrestler in AEW right now, Britt how? Baker, DMD. It's coming. I, whenever the next pay-per-view is, I'd imagine that's when that's going to happen. Imagine well, they have now. not hyped up literally anyone as much as Britt Baker. Exactly. Uh, so they're like, just so you know, uh, Sheeta's reign is ending next time they fight. Uh, they literally it's, have put that one over. on paper. It's over. Uh, I will not Finally. celebrate any harder than if Britt Baker loses oh uh, her title shot because uh, I think she's just super overrated. Um, and I think someone like Tay Conti or Anna J or someone like that deserves the title before she does. That's, that's the future. That's the future. Yeah. You're so lucky. I'm not running the show right now. You're <laughs> right out. <laughs> Listen, uh, anyone, anyone who has any form of relation to Adam Cole gets canceled. Oh my, my God. Adam Cole's <laughs> the best thing going Come in NXT. That's it. That's Come it. On. No, listen, I can't allow it. I can't allow it. He's, he's, he was mean to Pat McAfee, and that's that's. That. Oh Pat, my god! Pat McAfee hashtag best wrestler on NXT, except now well, he's on SmackDown. Now he's but, a you know. commentator. <laughs> but he was the best thing going last year. That NXT's ratings went way up when Pat McAfee was on the show. I'm not going to discredit so, that, but he listen, was facing one of the best wrestlers. Of, it wasn't because of Adam Cole. I'll say okay. that it was that it was that punk kick that knocked the teeth out of Adam Cole. Good thing his uh, his girl's a dentist, huh? Good yeah, thing because those teeth came falling right out. But yeah, obviously this match was incredible. You got two women in the ring who can really, really go and hang in there with the best. I would say these two women could easily have an intergender uh, match and hold their own against the guys that they're fighting. Uh, so 
absolutely loved what they were doing there. Uh, but I also absolutely love what we are doing here at Clovercrest Media. We have a few commercials we want to run for you guys, and we'll be back on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Colby. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't make Don't my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more, just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. I'll get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for the uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Off Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree, and we will more than likely have varied opinions, but with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster, neither do I want to, but I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you've got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you, I'll piss you off shortly. Hooray. This could still be a dub for you, though, if we pull this off, and I'm very high up. Rando, Rando, fell too. Rando's out? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I didn't see that either. You just have much land left. Got it. got it. Oh, there you go. Dub. Peace. With a dub to end of the stream. With Hell one yes. minute left. There you one go. One minute Good left stuff. in our time, right before the time run. 
So that is some of the content you can find here at Clovercrest Media, along with an ad for or a clip from my Twitch stream that was on Friday. We did a 12 hour stream to uh, give back to everybody mm -hmm. else who got me to 200 followers on Twitch now. And we are up to 253 as of uh, Friday. So community's growing. You guys have been great and so helpful. And the next goal is 500. So when we reach 500 followers, we are going to do a 16-hour stream. This is the announcement for it right here. Uh, this is the first time I'm saying it out loud. We will be an announcement in the Discord. We're going to do 16 hours. Uh, and I'm thinking we might maybe do a tournament. I think I want to host a Fall Guys tournament for some of the other community members that I have befriended. So you might see some Fall Guys over there. Maybe we'll do some wrestling. Maybe we'll do some baseball. Who knows? Who knows? There's still a lot of time before that's going to happen. But just remember, you can find us streaming live on that Twitch account as well as Facebook, YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment page, and on Twitch, it's tbard5195. You can also find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. So wherever you find those podcasts, just look it up. You can find the uh, Baseball with the Bard, the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast, and any other podcast from the Clovercrest Media. We also want to remind you that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. So please make sure you go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where they are alone. NXT ran and hid on Tuesday nights to get away from AEW. So they have been doing very well, by the way. If we want to talk about that for a moment, uh, their first show alone last week, they pulled in 1.4 million views. This week was a little bit lower, which I'm not shocked. I imagine this is about where they're going to hover, if not a little bit lower. They hit about 1.1 uh, million viewers. But NXT, you ain't breaking a mill. What's going on, boys? You everyone all right over there? Everyone okay? What's up? Yeah, they're, the not even, they're not even breaking a million. That's crazy. No, they yeah. were so they when they were warring and the two were on the same night. NXT was usually around like six to eight hundred thousand. Mm. That was around where they would go eight hundred thousand on a really good night. Uh, NXT and AEW would hit like seven to nine. That was where you'd probably find them. So it was Whoa. close. It was you could tell it was obviously mm -hmm. very split. But dear God, it, it has proven which one people were more interested in, uh, because in the primetime hours of the shows, AEW has taken over uh, and they are they are killing it. They've for their first two shows, they're up over a million. So up mm. bigger and brighter things. Now, it's, who, who we go after now? Friday night. All right. Friday night. Smackdown. You're, you're next on the list. Coming for you. Go after Raw. I mean, that's fair because SmackDown's WWE's best content right now. So right. Uh, mm -hmm. we can leave SmackDown alone for now. Raw, we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> Please God. make that better. But speaking about coming for you, we had some uh, response from the inner circle. In accordance to what was said earlier on in the night, uh, the inner circle was responding to what the Pinnacle had said on their little interview. A uh, very short segment, but the inner circle uh, joined Tony Schiavone in the ring for a rebuttal following the Pinnacle's promo earlier in the night. Jake Hager vowed to make sure that their rivals are left sucking their dinners through straws. Santana called the Pinnacle's actions bitch moves, and Chris Jericho cut a lengthy promo that included an impromptu show tune. Yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Didn't go well. Uh, before issuing a challenge for a parlay between the factions on next week's show. Uh, very short, very sweet. It was nowhere near as good uh, as the um, 
last one was but the uh the show tunes oh boy i don't know if you guys uh have an opinion on how those show tunes went but i i liked when they did uh the dinner debonair and this was uh woo just not even close mm. yes we're doing a 16 hour stream day and that's correct yes 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 and yes we did almost get an infallible for my friend rapids here if you don't know what that is you can come tune in and twitch and watch that and dan makes a good point here People usually don't watch TV live anymore. The majority of the people will watch the recaps or they will watch it when it's recorded on their DVR. Uh, so the numbers like that, we can't really take into account, but we're still winning. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take it as a dub. Um, so the inner circle responded. I don't think it was really that much stronger uh, than what the pinnacle said. They kind of maybe matched it. If not, it was a little less intimidating uh, than what the pinnacle had to say. Um, so I don't know if you guys have much to say, Justin, what do you think about this? Uh, say, I, I just want to say the same thing going into their match, uh, at blood and guts, uh, but inner circle doesn't need the win. Pinnacle yeah. needs it. Inner circle does not need to cut a, a, a legendary promo to get the points across. We already know how good they are cutting their promos. We all know how good they right. are of wrestlers. They are all together. So they just went in, made their point across and that was it. Pinnacle's brand, brand Pinnacle is a, a faction that's just starting, so they kind of need to get their get their uh, their rise up. But as single wrestlers in that faction, we, we already know how good they are with doing what they have to do. Yeah, absolutely, Dylan. I imagine you agree with that. Yeah, keep it short and sweet. Not much to say here. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I think we're all pretty much on the yeah. same page as it pertains to that. Uh, but here's a match that you could have seen in 1989. We got Billy Gunn versus <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. Everyone's two favorite wrestlers on the roster. Uh, very excited for this one. <laughs> just Ooh. kidding. Um, you know, I just wish QT would stay as a more of a managerial. I know he can still go and so can Billy. But if QT could just let his boys go a little bit more, I would be much happier with that. But Let's talk about the match. The rival rivalry between the Nightmare family and the factory continued this week as QT Marshall, accompanied by Anthony Agogo, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo, battled Billy Gunn, who was joined by his sons Colton and Austin. Gunn dominated early, battering Marshall around the ringside area as the commentary team denounced the actions and attitudes of Marshall in recent weeks. Cody Rhodes' former friend took control of the match, however, and even delivered a big pile driver, but he could not put his opponent away. A disrespectful crotch chop sparked a babyface comeback by Gunn, who downed Marshall and appeared to have things in favor until a go-go reappeared and delivered a sh cheap shot to the ribs. A diamond cutter to the hobbled gun earned Marshall the victory. So once again, these uh, heels had to cheat to win, but I was more impressed with what happened after the match was over. After the match, a go-go gave his mentor a wooden chair. Dustin Rhodes rushed to the ring, uh, to break up the beatdown, Rhodes cleared his former tag team partner out before breaking the chair over the head of Camarado, who no sold it like an absolute monster. And I don't mean no soul in a bad way. I'm not saying that he no sold a wrestling move that has put people down for years. He just it didn't phase him. He took a wicker chair to the head and it just exploded and yeah. he did nothing. He was like, yeah, well, who hit me? It's like that 
old SpongeBob episode from when we were younger, though, who hit me with that piece of paper? Like, that's literally <laughs> what it felt like. Like, he just did not even budge. And I mean, just is he in that picture? Where was that picture I just had? Yeah. Up? Just look at him. Yeah, he's terrifying. Monster. He is an absolute monster. And uh, that I think that was a big moment for him uh, to show that he is not one to be messed with. Um, Justin, what do you think of this? I, I, I care less about this match, honestly. Yeah, it really <laughs> didn't matter, but I right. think it's good to help grow these three new guys. Right, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, Dylan, do you like where the direction they're going with QT Marshall, or do you think this is a really ridiculous storyline? Um, For the process of bringing these three guys in and saying, here's these three new guys, let's shine a little light on them, I think that's good. Um, I'm not a big fan of QT Marshall. I kind of wasn't feeling him since he came in. I, don't I didn't know. like him anyways. Yeah. Before, kinda, even when he was with really. Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> um, so for me, anything QT Marshall kinds of turn off for me, I'd rather not. And but I mean, the spot after the match. That was awesome. That was awesome. The way the chair just explodes <laughs> oh, over yeah. his head. And he yeah. just looks even more menacing after. I'm like, that's it right there. <laughs> I mean, even Brock Lesnar sells chair shots. Yeah. Like even the one he barely sold when Matt Hardy. I don't know if you guys remember this. When Matt and Jeff Hardy attacked him with chairs way back. It was like 2004. And they hit him in the head. Like literally, you, you know, usually they'll put the arm up for a yeah. chair shot. Just right off of his forehead. He so he even sold that. What's that, Justin? No, um, so that, 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 uh that spot he no sold and no the chair shot. A lot of people might be pissed off about it, but I, I'm a big fan of no sells to a certain extent. But I'm not I'm not mad about that. For chair monsters, shot at all. Yeah. 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 He's so, and that's what he is. You think Braun yeah. Strowman would have sold that? Hell no. That would have been a, a chair shot. He would have been like, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I, but yeah, hey, you know that it was the per it was the perfect time to show how big of a monster he is. And like you said, he's not one to be messed with. Yeah, no, I, I think that was honestly the reason they were using QT maybe was to just show that he is untouchable with this faction, that this faction is more uh, of a threat than the Nightmare family could ever be. And it's definitely setting up for a uh, another faction versus fact. I think we got enough factions. Can we cut it out? Yeah, we really, AW, yeah, we get, we really we've got plenty like tag teams are fine. But dear Lord, when you add that third and fourth and fifth and seventh. It's enough. And there's 30. not even like trios <laughs> titles to go after, so I'm not even sure why. Like if you were, if you were to pull up the uh the Nightmare Family on uh if you first thing you type, there's like sixty of them. Yeah. So it's... just any moment, someone could literally join in this and be like, "Oh, I'm in this." Well, match, that's by the way. that's just from Cody's um. Yeah, from the school. Yeah, the school. So well, I, mean, I guess technically Hook is part of the Nightmare Family. So I mean, he gets the call yeah. at any time. He has to. I guess he has to lace up his boots for the Nightmare Family. So <laughs> right, right. But this led into another match where I was like, "What are you insane?" Christian Cage accepting a match against Powerhouse Hobbs. I was like, "This is gonna be an absolute squash." Um, a little pleasantly surprised, actually. Prior to the next match of the night, however, cameras caught up with the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega. The Good Brothers uh, and AEW tag champs, the Young Bucks and Don Callis in a remote location. Before they could say much of substance, um, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston would interrupt. They damaged the Elite's trailer, but the heels had escaped before they could get their comeuppance. So another run-in with Mox and Kingston and the Elite. Uh, it is definitely an interesting storyline, but not much substance to it right now. 
Uh, as we get back to the match, however, Christian Cage wrote the latest chapter in his rivalry with Team Taz on Wednesday, battling powerhouse Hobbs in single competition. The veteran competitor found himself on the defensive entering the commercial, and not just the commercial, most of the match, overcome by his massive opponent's strength and size advantage. Cage fought his way back into the match, escaping Hobbs' grasp and delivering a powerbomb out of the corner. Yes, a powerbomb out of the corner. He scaled the ropes and delivered a frog splash for a two count as Hobbs demonstrated his toughness. Hobbs recovering, delivered a running hip check to the corner for a very close two. The aggressor, however, let his ego get the best of him, stopping short of a running power slam to showboat. Cage was able to slither out of his grasp again, this time dropping right behind him into the perfect setup for a kill switch and the win. Ricky Starks came to his teammates eight after the match, staring Cage down as the segment came to an end. So we see, even though he got his ass handed to him, Christian Cage, the wily veteran, managed to pull off a win against Powerhouse Hobbs. I think that actually really, really hurts Powerhouse Hobbs. I would have much preferred a disqualification there um, because I think Team Taz needs to look a lot stronger than they look right now. They uh, have been looking very weak. And how he's doing this thing like join Team Taz. If you join Team Taz, you've got nothing to worry Where? Where is the nothing to worry about? This team looks weak, except apparently Ricky Starks. Ricky right. Starks is apparently the only one who can get anything done. And Hook looks good, except for that time where he was not actually kicking anyone when he was trying to join in on the stampede. But, you know, we don't worry about that. He's green. Let him let him be. He's like 19. Um, right. But, yeah, they put on a very slow match, in my opinion. And it was just a methodical beat down by Hobbs that ended in a uh, unceremonious kill switch to end it. Uh, what do you think about these kind of matches, uh, Dylan? Do you think this hurts uh, Hobbs like I do? You see, I think you're misinterpreting the whole storyline behind Team Taz right now. I think they're falling apart as we speak. Well, you sure. Got, you got the whole Brian Cage kind of turning face move, and now he's arguing with them every week in the promos. They they aren't getting along. So I think in the near future, that's going to split. All these losses are going to start hurting their egos, and then they're just going to fight each other. And whoever stays with Taz can stay with Taz, but there is going to be an eventual breakup there. Yeah, um, definitely. For the match, I mean, Christian Cage has proven he can still go. Yep. I think a lot, of people, a lot of people kind of discredited him till he had his match with Kazarian. I thought that was a very good match. It was. And I mean, this is kind of how you got to do this match. I mean, Christian Cage is a veteran who's facing a monster in powerhouse hops. Yeah, just got to wait for that one moment. Right, right, right. I mean, he had his small flurries here and there, but that's the way to win the match if you're Christian Cage. What do you think, Justin? Exactly what Dylan said. I want to let you know I texted every single word he just said to him, so he took all that from me. Yeah, 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 yeah of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, yeah, no, Dylan, Dylan knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen a match like that where we saw an upset from – a smaller guy beat a bigger guy. Uh, yeah, you think like Team Taz needs that win. They need to keep pushing their guys. But yeah, I do feel like they're falling apart. And Christian, I mean, it, it wasn't an upset at all. I mean, yeah, Christian won. He won fair and square. He did. He did win fair and square. I just feel like Hobbs continuing to lose is a an issue, in my who else, opinion. Who I, else has he lost to? I feel like he never wins is the problem. Anytime Maybe we see the dude on TV, even Maybe if he's, he's in the tag, he loses by not being pinned. 
it's someone else who gets taken. I'm, I'm kind of used to him not being in the match. That's kind of his loss. He just kind of just yeah, at the side fair enough. Fair maybe enough. he's better off not in a faction. Maybe like like the oh, imagine that. I think I think I think having him in a faction is kind of kind of you know knocking it down. Yeah, I agree. And yes, I do do radio, Dan. Thank you for noticing. It's 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 a it's a once in a while thing, but not all the time. You can you can hear me on WATR from time to time. Uh, but yes, I do I do do the radio. And hello to our friends over on Twitch. AJ using the the uh, the emotes. God, why could I not find that name? So remember, you can join the conversation on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch. You can let us know your opinions on everything we're talking about right now, and we'll put you on. So make sure what you type doesn't have any errors, or I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out for it. I'm just got you just you got to come on here and and handle the heat. Yep, <laughs> so we're having fun over here. Correct. That's right. It better be perfect because we're all perfect in this world, right? No mistakes. No yeah. mistakes. Next, yeah. we had the main event of the TNT Championship match: Darby Allen versus the Jungle Boy. Let me pull that picture up. There it is. Uh, I was very excited for this match i have been D dylan knows because he's been on the show a little bit more than you justin i am a big fan of jungle boy he's probably my favorite wrestler on the AEW roster uh if i had to pick absolutely one and then john silver uh because johnny hungy because <laughs> johnny, johnny, johnny hungy so uh how could you not be a, uh, a fan of that but this match again Another incredible match as TNT champion Darby Allen and Jungle Boy came to the center of the ring for their main event match. Excalibur put over the idea that for the first time, the former is battling a competitor every bit as fast and agile as him. Stylistically, it is the most similar opponent that Allen has defended his title against to this point. Uh, Allen escaped Jungle Boy's snare trap submission and out of frustration, took his opponent down and fired away with a flurry of rights. He sent Jungle Boy spine first into the ring post, but the challenger responded by taking the champion over the guardrail and out to the floor. The, int the intensely physical battle continued through the break, with Jungle Boy uncorking two Tope Suicidas, followed by a Tope Con Hilo to flatten Allen. The champion fought back and responded with a coffin drop onto the ring apron, driving the air out of the challenger. Luchasaurus would assist Jungle Boy back into the ring, preventing a counter. This was a controversial moment. I don't know about how you guys feel about this. You know, you're not supposed to get involved in the match, but you see teammates on the outside constantly helping people up to their ring. But it seemed like the uh, announcers made it like, you can't touch him, you can't touch him, or the match is over. And I don't know that to ever be a thing, but Luchasaurus would assist Jungle Boy back into the ring, preventing that countout. Uh, earning the ire of Sting. Sting was not happy about this, coming face-to-face -face with the prehistoric luchador, and a brawl between the two of them ensued. Back, uh, They fought each other to the back of the ring, by the or back of the house, by the way, so they uh, were no longer a part of this. Back in the ring, the competitors exchanged hard open hands until Jungle Boy downed the champion and added a running knee to the back of the head for a near fall. The challenger locked in the snare trap, but Allen somehow made it to the ropes. This is another moment. He made it look like he was going to tap out. Yeah. I thought for a second there, Darby was gone. Uh, Jungle Boy then would trap him in the surfboard. And then re that surfboard also looked like it hurt so bad. He hit it so hard on Darby. Yeah. And then once again, locking in the snare trap. Darby, however, yanked the hair and gouged the eyes to break the hold. Jungle Boy uh, peppered Allen with palm strikes, but the champion trapped him in the Last Supper 
for a pinfall victory, escaping narrowly. He was very close to losing that match, in my opinion, but still your champion, Darby Allen. After the match, however, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page finally showed their cowardice faces, delivering an ego's edge to Allen. Lance Archer made the save, but suffered a beat, uh, but then suffered a beatdown until Sting reemerged and chased off the heels. Uh, a pretty electric way to end Dynamite. I thoroughly enjoyed this match too. The two title matches on this night were both. A plus matches, in my opinion. Uh, the women did an incredible job. The men in this match did an incredible job. And they, Darby Allen continues to prove why he deserves to be champion. Just takes one moment, one moment, one screw up in the opponent, and he gets the win. Justin, how did you like this match? Loved it. Absolutely. Loved it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Loved it. Uh, they're not taking that title off of Darby at all. Uh, they're going to keep that on for, for, for quite some time. Yeah, no, he is proven it. And that final, uh, what what was it called? The uh, the Last Supper pinfall? Mm. Oh, that was so beautiful. It, it just we just rolled him right over. And we all saw Darby wrestle in person. Oh, yeah. Amount of times, yeah. And we know how, how he, how he could go. insane, man. Yeah, he's so that good. guy will take a bump on glass. He, don't, <laughs> he will literally fall into a lava pit and get back up. He is the one of the craziest wrestlers I've ever seen wrestle live. 100%. Uh, Dylan, what'd you think of this? Yeah, I have to agree. Both of you guys, this match was really good. Um, Jungle Boy at numerous points. I actually thought he had this in his, in his bag right there. Uh, when he almost tapped, I genuinely was at the edge of my seat. Like, is he about to, it, you sold it well. And yeah, to agree with your point where one mess up, one mistake, he get that last supper in and that was all, that's all she wrote. I like that. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. We have someone on YouTube right now that is going by promoter of the year, Tony Khan, uh, that says, greetings, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, lovely to see AEW is doing well with the fans. Punk versus Joe is in the works. Guys, you heard it first here. You heard it Tony here first. Punk versus Joe is in the works for AEW. Uncle Dave is acting as my consultant. Don't know what I do with that. Oh, promoter of the Tony Cop. Yankees are such breaking a big news. fan. Oh, breaking news. How exciting. Oh, you, what are you, did you sign him? Did you sign them both? Oh my God. How exciting. Oh my is God. That I guy? can't believe Tony oh. Khan just commented on Tony our Twitter. Tony Khan. Oh, Holy cow. And for all of you wondering if your uh, messages pop up on the podcast, not every message will always pop up, especially you guys are coming in here today. Um, but the ones that apply to what we were talking about we will definitely pull up on the screen all the time or i mean it's aj so of course we got to say hi and hello of course i'm always right gina thank you so much uh so whatever i'm saying is correct yeah, at all times sure, uh, so, <laughs> so see guys we have lots of fun um promoter of the year tony khan thank you Great for coming news. in here so much thank you for breaking that news here i'm gonna write an article about it and claim that it's real because look right here it says it right here punk Remember versus joe promoter of the year tony khan that's it. It's it. It's his official going to be Punk versus Joe. Uh, oh, man. What a match that would be. Huh? Huh? Can we just talk about how exciting that would be if suddenly Cult of Personality played? Dear Lord, that would be exciting. But it's not going to happen, guys. But, you know, just just imagine. I mean, Tony Khan said it is. So maybe. No, I'm kidding. But overall, guys, that was a very good episode. We had some duds. Uh, of the night and not even like the match itself was a dud just the way it ended was kind of a dud uh but ultimately the storylines definitely grew um 
I think I'd give this like uh three and a half, four stars of the, on the night. Uh, do you agree, Dylan? Yeah, I'd go right in between and say 3.7 and just, you know, block that. Yeah, 3.7, a pretty just over average night. Would you yeah. agree, Justin? Yeah, four stars. Four star. Yeah, I mean the two title yeah. matches made it. Uh, yeah. Could could put it right up to there. Um, right. If I if I went to a, a house show and those were the two matches, uh, if those were the two best matches, I'd say it was a four star night. Uh, so they they absolutely killed it. Um, but let's talk about a little preview coming for seven twenty eight. There were rumors that we might get the Nightmare Family versus. Um, what the heck are they calling themselves now? QT Marshall's little band of misfit toys. Um, it's it's going to be, they might face each other, but no, I haven't seen any graphics for it, mm -hmm. but there is a rumor that that might happen. So let's just talk about the ones that are already planned. We have Penta El Zero Miedo versus Alex Alex. Good job, guys. Uh, Abrahantes uh, at ringside <laughs> versus Orange Cassidy with Trent. Uh, so we are going to get that match. That should be another good one. Hopefully no major interferences, but we've got two very, uh, gimmicky wrestlers here right now. One that is a very gimmicky heel and one that is just a breathing, walking, talking gimmick. Uh, so should be an interesting match. We then will have Chris Statlander versus with orange, not versus orange Cassidy, although that would probably be hype as hell. Uh, Chris Statlander with orange Cassidy versus Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian. Uh, two incredible women's wrestlers in the ring against each other. This should be a very decent match. I have a feeling that this might be the men get involved in this match. And this is where Miro finally reappears uh, yeah. and comes out and, and makes a presence by attacking Kip Sabian mm. uh, and setting off on his own. We'll see. We'll see. We've got the Young Bucks versus Matt and Mike Seidel for the AEW World Tag Team Champ. Wasn't this match already supposed to have happened? Did it get canceled so. for some reason? I feel like this match definitely was planned like like a month ago. Um, so I definitely am interested in seeing this one. What do you guys think about this match, Justin? It's going to be great. Uh, I feel like this is a match a lot of people are waiting for, but the Bucks are going to retain. <laughs> guys, he's back. Oh, reading Vince Russo voice. It's kayfabe, bro. I love that. I love you can come. Can you come to every podcast, please? Yes. Just, just get in here, Tony. Khan. We, we want to have you in here. <laughs> we love seeing promoter Tony Khan in here. Oh, Absolutely great. love it. This is this is great. Um, then we have this moment here. The inner circle. It's the parlay with the pinnacle next week. They're going to meet in ring. Apparently they will not come to blows. This is going to be a peaceful and calm interaction between these factions that totally don't hate each other. Uh, very much looking forward to this to see what kind of promos they cut against each other in ring. And if it does, in fact, not come to blows, I will personally be very impressed. We've got Brian Cage with Taz and Ricky Starks versus Hangman Page. This will probably be the leadoff match of the night. We talked about it earlier. Um, this has to be a Hangman be a, win. Be a huge match for an opening match. It's sure, but I mean, God, he's been the opener for the last. I know this. Month. This could be. I feel like this could be main event quality match. Really? I mean, I, I'm not saying is, it will. But I have I'm a feeling that that it's man. not going to be because <laughs> I think this is probably going to be the main event, in my opinion, because I mean, it's not some... for the titles, though. I'm pretty sure oh. it's a non-title. Oh, that's right. It doesn't say for the titles. It's an right. eliminator match. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this will this will earn them a title match, probably ah. if they win. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be. Yeah, this I'm could be sure. Team Taz's Team Taz's main event. You're probably uh, right on track with that. I believe uh, Darby's but, defending too. So if Darby yeah, is, so that was just announced yesterday. 
that Darby uh, Allen is uh, with Sting versus Ten and the Dark Order. Uh, Ten accepting the open challenge yesterday after the show went off the air. I'm not sure if that happened on the post show or where that happened um, or on, on a different program because I uh, have a hard time watching more than just Dynamite right now because of my yeah. work schedule. But we're getting into it. We're trying to. And yesterday we did a big charity fundraiser on Ray Bay's channel. So that was a lot of fun as well. But guys, it was a very successful episode of CWE today. I thank you both for coming on. Uh, Dylan, as always, thank you for being here. Justin, do you want to shout out any of your uh, socials or your podcast? Let us know what you got going on right now. Uh, I can give you a moment here. Yeah, go check out Nerds of Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, that's pretty much all y'all need to do. Uh, if you want my other social media platforms, just ask me. I have way too many to name. Uh, <laughs> I have I have three podcasts coming up this week, all live on Facebook. I have I I will be interviewing uh, this Tuesday the Bubblegum Princess Alexia Nicole. Uh, Wednesday I'm interviewing the Punjabi Lion, and Friday the thirtieth I'm interviewing Geo, a wrestler from New Jersey, as a lot of people will know him. So Very check cool. those out, and those will all be live on There's a Wrestling uh, Facebook. It's a lot of fun uh, going and watching those podcasts because he'll Justin will oftentimes take comments uh, from the fans and people on the Nerds of Wrestling page to ask the wrestlers. So if you ever want your voice heard uh, while talking to a professional wrestler from the indie scene, sometimes guys who make it up to AEW and what uh, and stuff like WWE. that and WWE, yep, guys who have made it uh, up to that that level, get in there, join the Nerds of Wrestling Facebook page, and you will see all those comments going there. Uh, we thank you guys. If they're, <laughs> if they're appropriate, appropriate, obviously. And Tony Khan says, great show, guys. I'll be That's... back again. Oh, promoter of the year. You can catch us. Usually we're early today. We are on this show at noon Eastern Standard Time every Sunday. Tony Khan, thank you so much for coming. And, you know, if you got any contracts for announcing down there in Jacksonville, you just let me know. I'll come on down. I'll get JR right off that table. Uh, and, uh, and I'll just step right in there because, you know, you should just stick to the barbecue sauce for now. Um, Everybody, remember, we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment page and Twitch at TBARD5195. You can also find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. And please remember, we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go see Tony. That's for you. Uh, we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 Eastern Standard Time. And if you love podcasts, Clovercrest Media is a place for you. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There's 26 plus shows. I think we're closer to 30 shows now on the CMG network. And if you don't find one that you like, why not just start your own? We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. And clovercrestmedia.com is the website. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest info on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and video for all of the latest info. Justin, Dylan, thank you so much for joining me today for the CWE podcast. My name is Tyler Bard, and thank you all for joining us today. We will see you next time.
listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.